0: Hi everyone and uh, I'm super excited to be here and welcome to the show. Uh, And it's a great show today because I've got a young lady that's here. Uh, She's a friend and she and I have been working together and she's also got a world, a wealth of experience. I was going to say world of experience or more better wealth of experience about the process of divorce. And so Christine, Christine O'Day, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mom, she's a uh, has a family and and she also works really hard and and uh, she's she's do, doing the divorce thing. I'm gonna say it like that. But Christine, I know you have a passion for this and heart for this. So, um, what made you want to do this show and and take take us on a journey with going through a divorce? Because I don't think it's when it's when you decide on the divorce and then you sign the dotted line. I think it's
1: a lot of different uh, aspects of it, right?
0: I guess.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thanks for asking me to do this. Um, I'm excited too. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, I'm I'm in the journey still, but I definitely have learned a lot. Um, You know, one thing that we were talking about a little bit earlier was, yeah, you get to, in my situation, I had determined that the way my marriage was going really didn't align with how I wanted my life to be. So, wow. I, it took it took some time. I mean, I I know a year before even I kind of brought this topic up. I remember going online and researching homes or apartments or what the cost of living would be for me to be in a place by myself. And at that time, I wasn't ready. I was a little scared, and I just couldn't imagine it. But a year later, um, you know, a lot of the same things are happening my um, frustrations and feelings of unhappiness and uh, you know moving into a kind of a depression started to happen and um, I went, did some therapy talked to some friends um, you know I grabbed some books and things like that and I finally came to the conclusion that it was time to move on and when I did I had a huge weight you know uh, be lifted off of my shoulders but at that point, I realized that while I made that decision, I still needed to figure out how this was going to happen. How was this divorce going to occur? Because I had two little kids. I, you know, I still have. They're still there, um, and I want them to be happy <laughs> and healthy and and have a good life. And and you know, you hear so many scary things about divorce and children and and things like that. You know, so. Um, so the next thing I did was I started thinking about, okay, what do I need to know to make sure that this divorce is as it impacts my children as minimally as possible, if you can do that. And my kids are young. So I looked at one of the things I looked at was when is the best times and if possible if there is a good time, when are the best ages for um, a family to split up for a child or, what I really found right. were what the ages were that were not a good time. And my children didn't fall into any of those uh, age age ranges, so I was happy about that. Um, but then I started reading more and researching about, well, what are, what are some of the things that I need to keep in mind? And actually my therapist, one of the ladies that I was working with, had told me, um, she said, go to a divorce mediator. I didn't know what that was. Um, Actually, my sister worked in family law, and she didn't really even understand this process um, herself. So, uh, you know, it's something new that I had to find out about. And and what uh, this group did was they allowed me and my ex-husband to meet with the mediator who was also an attorney and compel our divorce decree together and so we both had, um, you know, the mediator helped us with what decisions we needed to make from a financial and custody perspective. And it, it was, you know, it's, it's meant to be a process that's less adversarial and um, more of a negotiation, I guess, if you will, um, for the divorce decree, which is, a, I guess, a contract that really absorbs. So we ended up going that route. So that was one of my other, you know, wins was being able to do this in a amicable way. Um, I, you know, I didn't really w- wish my ex any harm, um, but I knew that, unfortunately, I wasn't going to, you know, we weren't going to get the lives that we wanted if we stayed with each other. So um, so we did that. And then the other thing was that I, I learned that, The the things not to do um, when going through the divorce with the children, and one of them was introducing the children to new, you know, boyfriends Uh or girlfriends or, you know, Uh that sort of thing. And, yeah, and, you know, they don't recommend it for actually, I think, a couple years after you split up to not do any sort of introduction. And then when you do finally meet someone that, you wait, even then, if it's been a couple years after the divorce, even then, wait a good amount of time um, to introduce that new partner. Um, you know, that's part of the the um, negative impacts on a child is continuing to introduce new potential caretakers or family members and then having them leave. But children don't understand that. And, you know, I think divorce gets blamed for that, but it's really... You know the dating and introducing of new people that affects the children um, more than actually the divorce, and then the other part, another part um, is never bad mouthing or talking poorly about your ex in front of your children or to your children, um, no matter what they do or what they don't do. Which you know, so far I've had a, I've done pretty well with, and my children are small, of course, and. But, you know, a lot of times I can imagine if my children were older and had more understanding of things, you know, I could I could catch myself complaining because they just have a little bit better understanding, but it's not their role to do that. You really have to keep an eye on you're the parent. Um, you're trying to be the best role model and example. And the other reason why this is so important is because the children are part they were, they were created as, from you and their father, who is now your ex. So they view the mom and the dad as being part of them. And if you start talking poorly about one of the people who are part of them, then they think that there's something wrong with them. Now, I'm just, you know, I'm not an expert on all this, but that's what I've, I've, you know, ascertained. And so I try to keep that in mind, too, Um and then, of course, the, I think the last thing is using the children as pawns, or you know, trying to leverage them in some way to get back with your, or get back at your ex, or cause some sort of issue with your ex. Um, and so I've been really trying hard not to do any of those things. And I've been, and I've, you know, I've actually shared this with my ex, and I talk to him about these things, and I make sure that we. And I, I have to bite my tongue, and I have to look the other way a lot of times at some of the things that he's doing. And mm. I can do that a little bit better now because I don't live with him. <laughs> and when I get frustrated, <laughs> I can go back to my house. <laughs> but um, That's cute. Yeah, it's That's not cute. easy. I like that. <laughs> but those are things that, yeah, I mean, those are some of the things that I, I learned and I'm taking to heart there.
0: I have a couple of questions. Okay, great way you open that up. Um, so you and your ex, before you actually signed a divorce decree, you guys went in um, with the uh, the idea instead of go, battling it out in court with two attorneys, you did a you did a court mediator, right? And and so you were able to sit across from each other and, and discuss what what you wanted to do, right? Without the attorneys, and then but you just had someone there to kind of. Uh, be an official of sorts, I'm assuming. Is that right? Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. like, yeah, the, it was a, a mediator. there was a, it was a business, a company, and the the mediator was also an attorney and he helped us, um, compile our divorce decree. And actually honest, from what I understand, you don't really need to have an, at least in Arizona, I don't know ever rules everywhere. And, You just need to submit the divorce decree to the court and get um, a judge to approve it. And if you want to, if you think you know what you're doing, you can do that yourself, or you can get a mediator, or you can have attorneys battle it out so that um, somebody tries to, I guess, advocate for what you want versus what the other person wants. But I didn't want to have that. and also, <laughs> I'm a, a bit thrifty and, and cost-conscious, and having a mediator do this is a lot cheaper than using attorneys.
0: I, I get you, and I agree with you on that one, too. I, I'm a little bit thrifty myself, and I was like, okay, so that's going to cut down on the expense. It's more it's more cash flow for you and your, and your, your ex-husband or ex-wife, whatever, because yep. I'm saying yeah. And then you're also, um, you you started from day one, though, saying, okay, it wasn't something that you started in and stopped within a couple of months. You actually did the research for about a year, right? You had made up your mind, and you did it for about a year. How is it going to affect the children? What do I need to be aware of? Is, am I getting that right? Uh, I listened to what you said. Yeah, so, yep. Yep. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I That's had thought it. about it, and Yeah. Okay, here's a, I mean here's it's a big decision, you.
0: sure, you're ending a relationship that you thought would be forever, or that's you know, and um, did you ever feel bad about it not lasting, or did you feel relief, or what was some of the feelings that you went through? Because you said you were depressed, you got depressed a little bit, so what was that about if you don't mind asking you're asking that
1: yeah, um yeah, and i I think so. The depression or the feelings of depression were when I was, we were still married, and I felt like, um, you know, I was just going through the motions, and I kind of didn't feel like there was a whole lot of hope for happiness. Um, That's why I think I felt depressed. And uh, we were still arguing, and, you know, I realized that some of the differences that we had were just. Fundamental differences that you know I didn't really understand how you know everybody has their differences and everybody' different and unique and has different upbringing, et cetera well when i when I got married, I didn't think about all of these things. I didn't do my analysis you know around oh, how um, his upbringing that was different slightly different than mine. How that was going to impact the way that we um, managed the household and managed children, and you know, um, came together with shared goals for the family. Um, right. And what I found out is that the differences were significant enough that we couldn't do those things well, or in a way that I felt like I could find true happiness and contentment with uh, you know, being still married and. I remember also thinking about the times in my life where I was really happy. And I remember those times being able to um, do some of the things that I have interests in um, and, you know, going and doing different things with friends and activities that I enjoyed. And I love my children, but I also really need those outlets and, for my particular situation, it was very difficult to get that sort of support to have um, to have me be able to do those sort of things. So, right, um, I just didn't I didn't know how to this was going to work. I didn't think it was going to work. Um, so that's why I, you know, made the decision to move on. I got you.
0: So you realize that uh, you did you outgrow your life with your. Uh, ex-husband? Do you feel like you outgrew it? Because, I mean, I know you got mad, you got upset, you were lonely, but do you feel like you outgrew it? This yeah, question, I think so. I
1: think. But, yeah, I think I did. Um, and I know other people who have, are in similar situations or have been in similar situations. Um, you know, when things are, get hard when you have kids. I mean, it's a non-stop um you know the uh, thing that you need to take take care of I mean, these are your children, they're dependent on you they eat, they need everything they can't do I mean, especially when they're little and they they can't walk and they can't go to the fridge and grab themselves something to eat or drink. I mean, my kids are slowly getting to that point where they can do some of those things, but uh you know it's a it's a constant drain on you as a resource or as a person um right. And it's totally worth it, um, but it's tiring, and you, when things like that when, when I, I like to say when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and that's how I have been raised, and you've got to be with someone who is raised a similar way, and you know uh, some people I know you know don't have all these in-depth like I, I don't think I know anybody who got married and you know had every thing planned out and figured out how it will look when they, you know, when they have kids, we've already, they already discussed how responsibilities around the house will be divvied up. They, you know, they've already thought through, well, so-and-so grew up with everything, um, you know, given to them because their family was wealthy or something like that. And then I grew up with this. And so this is how I handle tough situations or handle life. And, this person does it this way, so we need to adjust. I don't think people realize all of these things when they get married. I think and have kids. I think that when um, that fin- you know life gets real, that we see how people really handle things. And if you can't come together in some sort of alignment on how that looks, and in a way that both parties are happy, then that's where trouble starts and I, 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 I've i known a couple people to experience something similar that, you know, when the kids came, you know, life got hard and different and things change right. and they should change because you have kids now <laughs> or, you know, your life is changing. So when things like that happen, things should change and you've got to grow together to help each other in that new stage of life and if you can't come together a lot of times it doesn't you know you can only hold on for so long um, and I don't ever believe in just doing something because society or uh, um, outside people say that you know it, things are should be this way or I don't I don't subscribe to the social norms I guess that you must be married to have kids um, I think that Especially now, there's so many different options with how you want to configure things, and I think that what you can do is if you can come up with a good co-parenting relationship, and um, then it can work out just as well with two separate households. Right. I like that. You
0: so you're you are saying that the fundamental difference is that you, you have the way you were each were raised. Like for instance, somebody was super religious. In a, I, I'm thinking of a couple now I'm working with. one has a strong Catholic background, the other one her mom was a hippie kind of sorta, and so they' in there it's a struggle now with the children, you know so you're saying that's something you really need to look at not
1: after you get pregnant but before you get married, right kind of sorta yeah is that what you're saying I think you need to yeah, okay. you need to look at a lot of things um, that I didn't even think about, um, you know how somebody spends money. What they what they value. Okay, yeah. um, these are things that you need to come together because when you become married and have kids, you're a family unit, and you have, you know, you should have shared family goals. Um, and if you can't come together and do that, then I think you're going to be in trouble because then what happens is each person has individual goals that might conflict with the other person's goals you can you can always have individual goals but those will roll up into the family goals in some way right. you know if, if um, I'm okay. marrying or you know if I'm dating someone who wants to be a doctor and you know they're doing a lot of they're in their residency or they're going to med school and right now I'm working full time to support the household but you know in the future um, you know this person will be a doctor and also support the household, you know, you guys have to be aligned on the family's goals for that person to be a medical doctor and fulfill their dream. And so that they can be a better member in the family. Um, But if their goals are conflicting or you can't accept the other person's goals, then, uh, then you have problems. I got you. I agree with you on that too, as well. Christine,
0: you, you and your ex, you you don't get jealous of him if he's dating. I don't even know if you know. And I know we, you guys have become buddies. And you said something about certain things driving you crazy still. But my my, and but you don't involve your children, which is good. Um, I support that a hundred percent myself as a as a parent and as a, a female woman business owner, whatever you want to say. And you're and you choose your battles with your ex, right? Because that's important, not for that moment in time, but for the way you guys are living your life,
1: right? Did I say that correctly?
0: Yeah, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's important uh, for our co-parenting relationship, um, for the well-being of our co-parenting relationship, and that is, um, you know, the importance of that co-parenting relationship is, um, or how that that's looking is um, important to me because. That affects how our children are. If okay. they're, I you know, you. feeling safe and comfortable, and um, I, I, I want them to know that their both of their parents love them, and that unconditionally, and that um, they're they're safe with both of us. And I don't ever want the other one to make um make the children feel like that's not the case. Because we do both, and despite our differences, I can put that aside for putting my uh, children's needs above that. I can oh, humble myself I like to that. to yeah. I mean, you have to. You have to humble yourself. Yeah. You have to uh, t- turn a blind eye or whatever the saying is, and um, to things right. that you don't like and. And that person isn't going to fundamentally change, um, but you just need to adjust your relationship with them. Right.
0: That is huge. And I, I see that in a lot of, like, uh, as I said, I do life and spiritual coaching, and I, I know that I see that a lot in relationships. And uh, that's something that you, you start from the get-go. Right? Your kids are going to be amazing when they, as they're going, growing older. I know that they drive you crazy now because you're young. <laughs> that's only yeah. for now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. Um, I also know that going through a divorce, you're finding your bliss, being the best version of yourself. Do you feel like you were the best version of yourself when you were in a marriage? Or are you becoming
1: that no. now? Or no, I, I was not. And that's, I mean, that's what I, I saw myself um, like a wilting flower. Um, and I didn't, oh, wow. I didn't know how to get back to blooming. So um, mm-hmm. now I can go back and do those things that I knew made me happy, like doing some volunteer work. I can schedule and organize that, and I mean, because we have the the parenting schedule we have, I can do those uh, do those activities on the days that I'm not with my children, or I don't have them all day. Um, and then my business, I can I'm. I am an Amazon merchant and I have been trying to grow that. And I've gone to a trade show recently and met some new um, distributors and vendors. And I probably would not have been able to do that with being married. It would have been, um, you know, it, it would have been a argument about me doing that. And unfortunately, uh, not that he really wanted to see me, um not be happy but he wanted what the issue was is that he was very overwhelmed with having children and by me asking him to do something for me so that I could be better it was too much for him and I ended up doing a lot of um, walking on eggshells I felt or tiptoeing around and not that my relationship was horrible. I've, you know, there's a lot of people who are in much worse situation or have been in much worse situations that I, I was in. Um, that I didn't want that wasn't the kind of relationship I wanted where I couldn't ask for my needs because I felt that the response would just be so frustrating or it would be unwelcome. Right. Um, and I, get that he it was hard for him or it is hard for him or but um, I can't help you it's, I'm in the same situation I'm that's something that that person had to has to work on with themselves and I know that I can't fix people right you're right and
0: let me ask you this as a woman okay each of us have our different needs what is the most important thing that you look for in a in, in a relationship going through a divorce becoming a you becoming the best Amazon merchant out there I know that you go the extra mile I know that um, and I know you cuz you have a mind for detail and you and you failure is not an option for you um, so on that note what is the most important qualities that you look for in someone in a man okay or I mean have you started looking I don't even know that I mean I'm not going to even say that but what do you feel that is for you as a woman
1: yeah I mean I definitely have started looking you know th- I've done a lot of thinking and reading and listening to podcasts around relationships because I wanted to understand what I did or what I could do better next time what how do I define what I'm looking for what did it, and then you know how do I know what you know what to look for and all of these things, and um, there's a couple of things that I found out that I need to look for. Um, you know, I think ever a lot of people have heard of like the Gottman Institute. They talk. There's right. uh, a lot of good information out there on their website, etc., around um, what makes successful relationships. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, one of them had to do with um, how that person reacts, or how um, their emotional responses are to situations. People who have two different emotional responses, two two um, opposite re- emotional responses to, to things, that tends to be a sign that the relationship isn't going to last. And I remember thinking that my my ex actually got. He was very reactive to situations and was driven by emotions and couldn't, you know, pause when things were going wrong and he was upset and kind of take that and look at that from a different perspective and set his emotions to the side and then just do what needed to be done. It overwhelmed him. And I was, I'm more of the opposite where I, yes, I'm not happy about this situation, but I can. I can adjust. I look more for going into the next action steps to um, handle the situation where he just would, it was just op- the opposite. So I always think about that now. Um, right. I also think about uh, how how that person is with finances Um I'm not a big spender. I'm not materialistic, um, and I I want somebody who who's similar in that way. Um, a couple other things. I mean, I, I I didn't realize. I thought that we were on the same page with that, but then towards the end, I realized we really weren't. Like the things that he wanted to do for the family were things that I didn't think mattered at all, and the, a lot of them had to do with um things buying acquiring different things and you know, to me were unnecessary. Um okay so I go for you. that now. Wow. Um and then somebody who's really willing to be a partner. You know, there could be times or years where maybe you're supporting that someone who's in med school or whatever and then, you know, ten years down the line Maybe that person, when they're a doctor, maybe you want to go and quit mm-hmm. your particular job and try something completely different. And that partner will support that, even though it means that maybe you're making less money or something like that. But but you know it's important to them, and you want right. to allow both of them, both people, to achieve their goals. And that's part of the family, you know, goals is for. Everyone to be able to have an opportunity to achieve their hopes and dreams, and you know, and be willing to make some short-term sacrifices for that.
0: Right, I agree with you on that, a uh, hundred plus percent. So, one other thing, because we're getting ready to to, to uh, the show will end in just a few minutes, but you have started really using your intuition, right, your gut feelings about things. Are they important to you? Like, what your gut tell you, right? So. This kind of things yeah. know they are
1: for me, yeah, you, know. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and one of the other things that I looked back on when i was in my early thirties, which a lot of people by then are married and had kids, and I was not, and I met this guy who was different from most of the other guys that I dated or a lot of the other guys, and i I didn't know how to date for a long time, honestly, and I feel like I'm learning now, um but I do remember meeting my ex and thinking I have a lot of fun with him. He's a little high strung for me. And, um, but you know, he's nice and this and that. And we started spending more time together. I knew he always really liked me, but I was very hesitant because my, you know, my body actually told me that he was a little bit too high energy for me because I remember feeling kind of tired and, And drained with him. Um, But, you know, I hung on and we were, he was, I was just excited. I think that somebody really liked me Um, and I didn't have to Uh like try to convince them because I had such bad relationships before that. Um, Right. And I got to the point where, you know what, maybe I'll give it a try and date him. And then it got to the point where you know, I know he wants to get married and have kids and all these things. And if I if I leave him, then, um, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll break his heart. And then I couldn't do that. And he was, like I said, he was like my best friend. And But at the same time, I was ignoring a lot of things that didn't feel 100% right for me. I mean, there oh, were a lot of good true. things, but... At the same time, you know, my first re- gut reactions was this was not somebody who I wanted to be around a whole lot because um, he was just so high energy and exhausting for me. And then, um, you know, it, I mean, there was some, I don't think he was exactly physically my type either. And I think I kind of convinced myself that it was okay. Um, I know I mm. did. I mean, I know I did. And But now I don't do that. And <laughs> with the dating. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm, I, I like that. I know that that's really how do. important that is.
0: Right. I get you. That, I, I get that about you. So anyway, Christine, we're out of time, uh, but you've been wonderful and you shared so much today. And thank you for being so open and honest and, 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 and sharing your journey. And this is only part of it. We'd love to have you back again and uh, to tell, part two about how you're working, becoming an entrepreneur um, or being an entrepreneur. I know that's your passion. And if somebody, a young woman or or I say young, we're always, all of us I think are forever 21. There's an actual story about that, but um, how we can start, you know what I mean? What what do you have to do to find your passion? Would you consider coming back and sharing that? Because I know that's what you're doing.
1: Yeah, Yeah? sure. Yeah, I'm in process of doing that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. I understand. So we'll have her back, you guys, to so tune in. Um, and thank you so very much for being on. And um, I appreciate it more than you know, and being once again open. All right, everybody have a it's daylight savings time. So I know you're in Arizona. I'm in here in South Florida. And so what is it spring ahead? We lose an hour, but I like it when it stays dark, uh, stays lighter or longer. So anyway, um, it works. It works. I like it better. So I think you're, do you, you guys turn back the clock too in Arizona? I know I'd, I've got two. bring no. like Okay. Okay. Nope, we don't. So Instead of being two hours ahead of you now, I'm only going to be, I'm going to be three. So yeah. Yep. Anyway. All right. You guys enjoy your Saturday evening and we'll have Christine back on and Christine, thank you once again. So very much. You guys have a great now and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks.